0: Hello, today I'm here to talk to you about drag racing. I'm talking about real drag racing. Not the type of drag racing where you go down a track in a car with a big roll bar around you, where you're harnessed in, where you've got belts protecting you. I'm talking about drag racing where you're on a motorcycle. See, I minister to to bikers. I'm in a motorcycle ministry that reaches out and tells them about Jesus. But I also race top gas Harley-Davidson dragsters, a 10-inch back wheel, black and yellow flames going down the bike, chrome all the way around it, A 10-foot wheelie bar sticking out the back. But today I want to talk to you about a day in my life that changed everything. I was getting ready to race. I slowly slid on my leathers, on one glove, on the other glove. I was looking down the track. I was noticing all the spectators and the fans. I was walking around my bike, making sure that everything was ready to go. I slid my helmet on slowly. I got on the bike. I motioned to the pit crew, Start it. It cranked up. A bike that's got a very big motor, 120 octane fuel, cranking with power. You feel the vibration underneath you. I roll the bike up into the water. I pull in the clutch. I put it into gear. I pop the clutch. Full throttle. The tire starts spinning. Smoke starts coming around. It fills the whole area. People around are coughing from the smoke. It's filling the the whole area around the pits. It's starting to blow into the pit stands. The crowd is just screaming. They love drag racing. They love the smell of fuel. They love the smell of the burned rubber. The bike tire heats up. It starts to jerk forward. I pull in the brake tighter. Hold it back. The bike starts pushing more because the tire's getting hotter and hotter and wanting to grab and pull forward. I release it. The bike launches forward. I pull in the clutch and stop it. I look over. I look at the lights. And I pull up to the starting line. The pre-stage light goes on. The stage light comes on. Within four-tenths of a second, the first light, second light, third light. Three yellow lights go off in green. The clutch is released. I pop it. I'm on my way. The front end comes off the ground. I'm flying down the track on my wheelie bar. Everything's going great. The motor sounds good. Stands are just roaring. Within 300 feet, I'm screaming. At 1,200 feet, I'm faster. Going through the gears, flying. And the slick tire is grabbing on perfectly. I'm going down through the track. I feel good. Sounds good. No mechanical breakdowns. I go through the traps. I know it was a good race. And then, boom, all of a sudden, split second, front end of the bike comes off the ground. I had hit a bump in the track. Front end comes down. Had I experienced that before. Nothing unusual. But the front end hits the ground so hard that the left fork breaks. Within a fraction of a second, the tire, front tire, went sideways. My life flashed before me. All I could do is hold on and ride it out. The bike goes sideways. I start riding it. It fishtails. One side. The other side. It comes back. It starts heading to the wall. I couldn't steer. Right before it hits the wall, I saw my life flash before me again. I had a choice. Hit the concrete wall or jump. I was running still over 100 miles an hour. 110, 120. I jump. I tuck and roll. The bike smacks into the concrete wall. The front end flies off. This tire snaps off. The handlebars snap off. I go flying down the track on my back. Leather's just being destroyed. The helmet's crunched. My gloves are being torn up. All of a sudden, I see the bike. It comes by me. But then, the wheelie bars come swinging around. Grab a hold of my leg, and the wheelie bars pull me down the track. 10, 20, 50, 100, 200 feet. Then all of a sudden, the bike comes to a halt and slams me up against the culvert off to the edge of the track. I wake up. I look around. I'm in ICU. I don't know what's happened. I don't know how I got there. I don't know how long I've been there. I blacked out. I start looking around. And that's when I see my wife. I start trying to figure out where I am. And she tells me that I'm in ICU. See, I set a track record that day. That's something that every biker wants when he's going down a track. He goes out to win. It's not just fun. It's a battle. It's war. You're out there to win. You're out there to put the other guy in the trailer and you need to come back to the track. You're out there to get their trophy. You're out there to win the race. You're out there to make the money. That day I'd set a record. I'd set the fastest speed I'd ever done. The fastest time I'd ever done. But I set more than that. Not just my record. I set track records. The fastest speed. The fastest time. But I set another record, and that's the record of me going down the track on my back at over a hundred miles an hour. See, other people had went down the track in a car and smacked the wall, but they had that cage around them. They had that protection around them, and they walked away. All I had around me was leather, something that most bikers wear when they're out on the streets. And yet, I was lifelighted. I woke up. I started to figure out where I was. I asked my wife what had happened. I looked into her eyes. And she said, you were lifelighted. Well, come to find out, my life was spared that day by God. I didn't understand what happened. Within 24 hours, I was in ICU. My wife was told the fact that I was never going to walk again. I'd probably be a vegetable. I'd be in ICU for three to seven days, and then I'd be in rehab for an extended period of time after that. I didn't know how long. She didn't know how long. But see, a miracle happened. Within 24 hours after getting to ICU and being told that I'd be a vegetable, I was released from intensive care. I was put in a regular room, something that wasn't supposed to happen for a week down the road. On Tuesday, the second day, I was released from the hospital in early afternoon. I'd only been in the hospital for 48 hours after being lifelighted. That's a miracle. The doctors couldn't understand it. ICU doctors were coming in from Baylor Medical, coming in by the groves trying to see what had happened trying to understand it didn't make sense from the medical experience they had from all the training they had it didn't make sense it didn't make sense from the cat scans that showed the fact that I had brain damage spinal damage broken jaw broken nose it was like there was a different person in the hospital from Sunday to Monday and they couldn't understand it they couldn't explain it they told me I could go home Monday normally but they couldn't take me from ICU and totally release me from the hospital. It was against their insurance policies, so they had to put me into a regular room. But on Tuesday, as soon as they met the requirements of insurance, they released me. I didn't have to go back to the hospital from that day forth. Why? There had to be a purpose. There had to be something out there that performed that miracle, and there was. And the reason was because I did something that morning that I do every time that I race. I got on my knees and prayed to my God and asked my God to protect me. And when I went down, my wife immediately began to pray. The pit crew joined with her and started to pray. While I was on the way to the hospital in a helicopter, ministries were contacted. More Life Ministries, Kenneth Copeland Ministries, Marilyn Hickey Ministries... And they all united together and started to pray to my God. And my God healed me. See, John 10.10 says that the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy, which he tried to do to me. But see, my God says that I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. He came so that we could have life today, not just eternal life but that we can have abundant life today, that we can live in victory today with blessings on our life, with healing. And see, He came so that I could receive my healing that day. And whenever these ministers prayed and these people got together in faith and united their prayers to my God, the King of kings and Lord of lords, the risen God, the God that sits on the throne. See, they came to Him and because they came to Him in prayer and faith, He produced a miracle into my life. And He can do that for you today. He can produce a miracle in your life today that would change your life here on this earth now. That will take effect and start giving you blessings of health, prosperity and every aspect of your life. I encourage you to receive Him as your Lord and to enter into the blessings. So on that day of trial, that day of turmoil, you've got a God that will stand there and fight for you and give you the abundant life like he did for me. He restored my life, and he's blessed me. If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and rose again on the third day. I ask you to be Lord of my life, to come into my heart and to cleanse me for my sins, to purify me and to be my God. I thank you for saving me, and I ask you to teach me and direct me as I choose to walk in your ways. I ask for your blessings upon my life. I ask that you be my God, and I receive you as my Lord today. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you'd like more information on Final Quest Ministries, you may contact us toll-free at 1-888-685-8358 or email us at mcanaday at cfaith.com and please check out our website at fqmin.org.